The two House seats that were up for grabs last week, the elections of last Tuesday. Votes have been counted. Votes have been tallied. Uh, the two election winners in studio with us this morning. Happy to welcome in uh, Representative-elect Houston Gain, Representative-elect Marcus Weedauer, House Districts 117 and 119, respectively. Gentlemen, thanks for rolling out here this morning on this dreary Thursday morning. Thanks for being here. Thanks good, for having us, Tim. Yeah, good morning, Sam. How Thank did you, you guys, and at full disclosure, and I, I've said this, I, I've said it on social media, I was 0 for 2 in predicting the outcomes of your race. <laughs> We're glad. I, I didn't see any reason for things to change from last year. I did what I, I, You can tell me what happened in each of your races. What it looks like to me is that you did a really good job of, of getting those folks in Oconee County who were less than energized a year ago, getting them out there to do what they did, which has put you guys over the top. Uh, Houston Gaines, how'd you pull this off? I think it was largely turnout um, in, in Oconee, Jackson, and Barrow. You know, we also have uh, portions of those other two counties. But we also got 38% of the vote in Clark County, which is, um, which you know, it, for a Republican is strong. Um, we we uh, based you outperformed on, Brian Kemp by about 10 points with that. Well, the number, you know, the numbers show we were able to pull in a lot of Democrats. And, and uh, you know, we had bipartisan support throughout the campaign, which I'm proud of. Folks know where I stood, but uh, we, we were able to, uh, pull in folks from across the aisle, which I'm proud of, but we did uh, do a good job, and, and Marcus, and I think the whole ticket, uh, folks were energized for Brian Kemp, uh, particularly in Oconee County and, and Jackson and Barrow, so we, was, we were able to drive out turnout there. Um, and, and hold our own in Clark County, which is exactly what we need to do. Now, Marcus, we at least gave you a chance. I didn't give Houston a shot at all, but I, I thought you at least <laughs> had a chance. How did you? What do you attribute the win to? Well, yeah, I mean, it goes back. I mean, it was turnout, but it was a lot of hard work. Um, like Houston said, I mean, I think the whole ticket, uh, you know, chipped in to to help with that. Um, we did. We were hitting the ground so hard. I mean, every campaign. I mean, every time you go into one of our GOP uh, field offices, I mean, there was always people there making dials, uh, organizing people uh, to go knock. Um, I mean, it was a it was a top to bottom team uh, team effort, and um, we turned out the vote, and just couldn't be uh, happier to be here. Again, uh, Marcus Weedauer knocking off Jonathan Wallace, the Democratic incumbent, and Houston Gaines over Deborah Gonzalez, the incumbent in House District 117. I always compare, especially first-time election winners, the dog that caught the car. Now you, you've done this, you've won this, and now you have to go actually do the job. A couple of months from now, the legislative session starts. Uh, Houston Gaines, what are your expectations? Well, you know, certainly a lot of the agenda will be set by the new governor, um, and, and certainly uh, it's going to be Brian Kemp. I think that you know the things that we're seeing going on across the state right now um, – you know, it's, it's frankly disappointing to, to see the response from the other side. I think this election's been clearly decided. And so we look forward to working with, with Governor Kemp um, and, 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 you know, looking towards his priorities. But certainly the General Assembly will have a lot of, a lot of issues to cover as well. Um, of course, every every year the, the only constitutional requirement is passing a state budget. Um, and so uh, looking, looking towards those uh, priorities, but but certainly we'll come in with with our own as well and and the things that we've been talking about on the campaign trail whether it's you know technical training and and, and ed, ed, educational issues or whether it's um, you know continuing to reduce the state income tax which you know feel confident we're going to get it down to 5.5 percent this year um, obviously I've said uh, that I'd like to get it even lower um, but you know there's a lot of things that we'll we'll need to get accomplished here in just a couple of months a short time we in fact we were just over in Atlanta. Uh, earlier this week, uh, we'll have some training coming up here in the next couple weeks. Uh, but like you said, you know, you worked uh, over a year and a half for this, uh, and, and now we now we're there. 
Um, and so now it's time to really get to work. Well, I should mention, uh, those of you who are on social media, uh, Facebook, we're Facebook Live. I I'm watching myself even as we speak. Uh, yeah, give a good wave uh, to the <laughs> folks out there in Facebook land. Uh, Marcus Weedauer, I, I, there's always the temptation and maybe even the expectation. All right, I've won this. I'm going to fix everything that's wrong with the legislature. And then you get over there and you find out that they're throwing stuff at you just as much as you're throwing it back at them. And in terms of, of fitting in and settling in and getting the job done, what are you looking for? Well, I mean, we talked about this throughout the entire campaign. I mean, we knew we'd be freshman uh, legislators over there. Uh, the first thing we got to do is go down there and, uh, you know, earn a lot of respect. Um, but, you know, hard work got us here. Um, people people wanted throughout the campaign how we're, you know, how we kept gas in the tank, if you will. Um, uh, but it's all the support we've had. And now that we're there, um, you know, it's almost, it's even more invigorating to continue to work hard. Um, we're going to go down there. And, uh, you know, like you said, we were there the other day. Um, it was great to meet uh, a lot of people that we hadn't uh, on both sides of the aisle. Um, you know, and, and for the most part, that's very welcoming. I mean, you, when you get down there, um, it's not quite as de divisive as uh, it might seem uh, in the in today's world. But uh, looking forward to just meeting all those people, earning their respect, um, and and really continuing to focus on the things that uh, we talked about in the campaign. We were going over there the other day, and uh, there's a special session that started the other day. Started mm -hmm. Tuesday. Were you, I mean, you were there for did you get a look into that, or is it that's orientation right. that's in a separate place? What's the logistics? What's the layout there? That's right. So we were there Tuesday morning. Um, to to kind of get to see it, you know all the most most all the new legislators were there, um, and so got to got to see the new special session gavel in. Obviously, the folks who are currently in the general assembly are, are taking care of that this week, uh, but we were there observing. Um, and we had a caucus meeting, um, and then we will uh, have have actual training uh, coming up here at the end of November, and then the biennial here in Athens in December, which is where everybody, uh, you know, even folks who've been there for a long time will be here. Um, I believe the governor and others will be here as well. So uh, that's quite a quite a neat thing that we get to host that here in Athens. Um, and that, again, is coming up in mid-December. Uh, again, Houston Gaines and Marcus Weedauer, representatives-elect. Uh, one more question about the election, and then we'll get into some things, uh, some issues that you folks will be addressing when the gavel falls. I think it's January 14th, I think, is the first day of the session. Marcus Weedauer, uh, one of the things that I've noted here, uh, in terms of the district you're going to represent, the same thing with Houston's district. Listen, uh, people talk about gerrymandering, and I know you're going to address as, as, as reapportionment of approaches. You'll hear that phrase gerrymandering a lot. And while it may or may not be applicable in some cases, my observation is the two of you represent districts that have flipped twice in a year. It's it's one thing for me to look at all due respect to Senator Kalsert, Senator Gannon, and say, you know what, those guys probably safe in terms of, of election year challenges. You guys aren't. I mean, those look like competitive districts to me. Is that your sense of this? Oh, they're going to be. And, um, you know, as I said, uh, I think in the forum you moderated, um, I'm not uh, I'm not scared of the competition. Um, and I think the biggest thing I can do right now as far as, uh, you know, people that didn't vote for me, uh, I, I told a lot of people, if I can't earn your vote, I just want to earn your respect. Um, again, that's what I'm going to go down there to do. Um, we're just going to work hard for our district. Um, it is challenging. Uh, it is. It, it's a dynamic district. Um, but uh, I will continue to listen to all the people that are that live here and uh, continue to rep represent them as well as I can. Marcus uh, Houston Gaines, there's no doubt. I mean, the, these are competitive seats, um, and and uh, you know, as, as I told folks uh, when they're asking about what to do with the yard signs, I said we're going to need them in, in under two years. <laughs> yeah, pro um, tip: don't put dates on those things. <laughs> that's right. Um, but these are competitive seats. But the best thing we can do is go and do a good job. And, you know, when, when constituents call and need help with state government issues, be responsive, be, be there to uh, support them and, and try to show, you know, that, that, that 
what what we've been saying along this campaign trail is having somebody who's going to be responsive, going to do a good job in the General Assembly. Um, but there's no doubt the uh, Democrats are, are, are still energized and fired up. Um, and even though they didn't win the governor's race, they're going to be coming back for these state house races. They're going to be U.S. Senate race in two years. Um, so there's going to be a lot going on. But but um, yeah, the best thing we can do is go do a good job in the general city. Uh, in studio with us this morning, couple of Republican representatives to be Houston Gaines and Marcus Weedauer, District 117, District 119, respectively. Uh, welcome to them, and welcome to you, uh, those of you who have logged on, watching us on Facebook. We are Facebook Live this morning. Weird to watch yourself uh, do a radio show. Uh, gentlemen, again, thanks for coming. In. I get to the issues. There are a couple of them here in a moment. Uh, the issue, though, of counting the votes on election night, I mean, it, it wasn't as cut and dried, at least initially, as I'm making it out to be. I mean, there was, I guess, in each of your races at, at, at some hours, maybe a day or two, of wondering about the outcome here, Houston Gaines. There was. I mean, it. you know, we felt good that night. Um, but finally, about uh, 1230 that evening, uh, I came out and told our supporters, go home. <laughs> you know, we're not going to know tonight. And, and uh, we didn't know for sure until about 1 p.m. the next day on Wednesday. Again, the numbers look, looked optimistic, but it, it, it was just, um, frankly, I thought it, you know, I, I, you know it's, it, we have good folks who work at, at the elections office across all four counties. But um, it was disappointing that it took that long. I, I don't understand uh, what is so complicated about counting, you know, 3,000 absentee ballots in Clark County. Obviously, have other counties that are uh, counting uh, quite a bit more. Um, it's something I want to look into. Um, I think everybody on both sides, it was something that, you know, we, we just don't want to happen um, because it's still been dragged on and dragged on. And they end up having a re-canvas or recount mm-hmm. um, yesterday in Clark County. And uh, my understanding is that was basically led by one guy on the Board of Elections. And so, you know, it's just something that uh, the process there we need to look into a little bit more. Uh, but certainly glad the outcome. It, it, it could have taken, might have taken a couple of years off our life, uh, but but uh, certainly ended up uh, being proud of where we are. Well, Marcus, we know there was a lot of talk in the run up to the election about the machines that we use, and, and, and I'm sure that'll be an issue when the session convenes and you take your seat in January. I, you watch what's happening in the governor's race now. I mean, what is there for the legislature to do by way of cleaning up existing messes, heading off future messes? What, what's there for you folks to do? Well, I think the first thing is to get through this runoff for Secretary of State. I mean, I think that's going to be a, a key component of um, how we move forward. Um, obviously, uh, uh, looking forward for uh, uh, Raffensburger to win that um, so we can keep moving forward with, uh, uh, with that. The, we've talked about it before, Tim. I mean, the, you know, I'm not an expert on these machines. Uh, to me, I think going backwards to, uh, you know, strictly paper ballots um, seems to be, you know, in, this, in today's world of technology, seems to be um, antiquated and, and uh, inefficient, um, but uh, it's it's going to have to be addressed. I mean, I think you nailed it this morning. Um, everything that's going on right now is really just uh, trying to promote chaos in 2020. Uh, Houston Gaines, I get to some of the issues that you folks will address at every discussion that I know anything about, talk with the candidates, uh, forums, and the rest of it, uh, it almost seems to always start with health care, uh, doing something about controlling and containing the cost of health care. The Democrat solution across the board was, uh, and your opponent's solution across the board, uh, Representative Deborah Gonzalez, expand Medicare, take the Medicaid expansion, uh, I said Medicare, Medicaid, uh, you've been opposed to that, you'll be opposed to that when you go back to the, or when you begin the new session in January. Okay, absent that, what? Well, I think, you know, first on the docket um, that's been successful in getting some funding to, to hospitals critically in need is expanding the rural uh, health care tax credit from $60 million to $100 million. Um, again, that gets funding to hospitals most in need, and it's not, 
not coming out of the government's pocket. It's coming out of uh, you know corporations and individuals who would like to make a uh, hundred you know that that tax credit uh, donation. Um, and, and we've seen a lot of success there, increasing uh, and, and improving rural broadband so that we can uh, expand opportunities for telemedicine is something that is uh, something that, that, that we've been talking about at the state level and, and, and a place that we can move forward on. You know, we talk about Medicaid. Um, I, I think Republicans agree that, you know, expanding a program that, frankly, has not provided good care is not a good solution. And so looking at you know, potential waiver programs that places like Indiana have done under Governor Mike Pence, um, those are potential solutions looking at a Georgia-centric uh, plan addressing you know, the opioid crisis, mental health issues that we have in the state. Um, there are a lot of solutions that Republicans are putting forward, uh, but we've got to ensure that, you know, frankly, the Democrats, not only they want Medicaid expansion, they're talking about Medicare for all at the state level, which uh, these, would, these are proposals that would triple, quadruple, maybe even five times the size of the state budget. And at the federal level, we're talking about $33 trillion. So uh, Republicans, we want to decrease the size of government. And I think that uh, on health care, it's no different. Democrats, you want to see a, a huge increase in taxes and a huge increase in the size of government within health care. Well, my position, Marcus Weedauer, has been, okay, reflective of my own bias here. Medicaid for all sounds more to me like punishment than it sounds like a prize. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 hey, you're going to be on Medicaid now. That's that's no great trophy, I don't think. No, I agree completely, yeah. So what to do? Well, again, I mean, we're, we're, we want to introduce those free market principles into the in, into the healthcare system, um, just like we're uh, Houston was talking about uh, increasing that tax credit uh, for rural uh, rural healthcare hospitals. Um, you can do that with doctors as well. Um, give them incentives to go down into these areas, uh, provide services. I mean, my, my wife does it every day. She drives down to Greensboro. She intentionally sought out a uh, a practice that was in a uh, lower income uh, area. Um, and because of that, she actually she she will get some of her student loans repaid for that, and she's worked there. She's happy as could be. Could I mean she's worked for great people, and um, you know we need to infuse more of those incentives uh, to keep encouraging that kind of uh, activity. A couple of minutes left with Marcus Weedauer and Houston Gaines again. Uh, representatives elected last week, gearing up for their first legislative session a couple of months away. Uh, you mentioned Marcus Weedauer introduce, I might say, reintroduce market principles into health care. I heard it at the forums. I heard it from Democrats here and elsewhere. Uh, their position is that however wonderful the free market might be, it simply doesn't work. It has failed us in health care. I happen to not believe that, but I didn't, I'm not a representative. How do you defend the market when it comes to health care? Well, I mean, at the same time they're doing that, they're doing that on Twitter on their iPhone. Um, you know, I mean, it's, <laughs> it, you, you, um, it's, it is, I mean, free market has continued to uh, improve all aspects of our, our society. It, it also can be negatives. I mean, social media becomes that, right, um, which is also a free market thing. But you think about the things that have been uh, the innovative uh products that have been introduced into our world i mean the 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 uh, medicines that have been introduced to cure you know d different forms of cancer and different illnesses um you know, you know that that stuff did not happen because of government involvement houston gangs uh, i mean i think marcus is is spot on i mean there's no doubt that um we see we see better solutions when when we get government out of the way and, and instead of you know putting it in every aspect um, you know, like like Marcus was talking about the loan loan forgiveness idea, um, it's already certainly. Uh, so, I mean, frankly, the the issue in, in a lot of rural communities is access to care, and the and the medical personnel that need to provide uh, the the critical services. And so, because that's what we kept hearing. Well, the hospitals are closing, and if you take the Medicaid expansion, they wouldn't close. 
and that's just not true. And 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 you know, uh, I think this Medicaid expansion has been waved around like it's a magic wand that's going to fix every single problem. And and frankly, that's just not 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 the case. I mean, a lot of physicians won't even take take Medicaid because uh, the reimbursement rates are so low in Georgia. So I, I mean, Medicaid expansion again, it sounds great in theory. Um, looking at our waiver program, that's something that is. Uh, I think a, a suitable solution, uh, but you know this wholesale Medicaid expansion is just not going to get us where we need to be. Uh, quickly, about I don't know, ten or fifteen seconds from the both of you. You don't know what you don't know, but Houston gains. Uh, what what do you think might surprise you when you get to Atlanta? <laughs> Probably a lot. Um, gosh, I I think that just you know the 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 speed, how slow. I mean, I I sort of understand this now, but to see it in person. Is, is how things will move very slow at the beginning of session, and then all of a sudden the last 10 days of session are just going to fly by. Marcus Weedauer. I mean, I think that one of the things that surprised I already, already was, I referred to it earlier, um, you know, there's a lot more bipartisanship down there than, than might uh, be exhibited in the media. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm encouraged by that already um, uh, and just excited to get down there. All right, Marcus Weedauer, Houston Gaines, representatives-elect, uh, won their House races last week and would get ready to take their seats in Atlanta. Again, the new legislative session, I think I'm right on this. I don't have to know they do, but I think it's the 14th of January, 14th of January, the first day of the 2019 legislative session. Gentlemen, thanks for coming in. Congratulations on the wins and, and thanks for joining us in studio this morning.